exactly what I'm feeling, but a roach will not send me home. I have sacrificed too much to be here, and I'm not gonna sit here and cry. My name is Eva Destruction, for fuck's sake. My name is Hollow Eve of Destruction. I am a fucking monster, and maybe I don't belong here. My art is an elimination challenge. It is what I do all the time. And I do it with great metaphor and meaning. I never do it simply to shock you. There's not a moment of any visual aspect of any part of me that walks onto a stage that has not fully thought of the implication of every tiny, itty, bitty action, performance, and visual element. And I'm proud of everything that I've done here. I'm fucking proud of it. Paulo has a tendency to talk about her art like everyone else is too stupid to understand it. And it comes off incredibly narcissistic and haughty. And I think that's why she can't take any critiques. I think Paulo can take critique. She just takes a lot of things personally when it comes to her art. Maybe I'll stay, maybe I'll go. And guess what? I don't give a fuck. I am queer and I have a story. And this is a Hollow Eve is an artist, and she's sensitive about her shit. <laughs> That's what I'm taking from this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's also, first of all, it's on camera, right? As yeah. we saw last week when somebody's up for elimination, it's like, play it up. Just yeah. don't, please jump off the plane, right? Yeah, it's like, please go through with it. Yes. But yeah, I think that what we're seeing each week is this great little section of the tension before the extermination mm. that I don't think they did in past seasons. And the only time, like what, what this reminds me of or what it seems most similar to is an un untucked when we see the Queens preparing to lip sync, the, oh, you know, and they're getting ready and they're getting ready and they're rehearsing and there's like, that's you are everything. Yeah, yeah. All of that. But I don't know. I, I like that this happens in sequence. Because untucked, it's like, oh, it's later. Sure. It's just filling in gaps, right, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, this we see in the main episode. Yes. And it's giving us that whole drama of the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, the deliberation was dramatic enough. There was a whole speech that Hollow gave. Yeah. At, you know, in response to the critique. Mm -hmm. uh, and also response to a lot of the tea that we found out later. I mean, that I'll say up front and... I think we should probably clarify for anyone who hasn't heard it. Obviously, if you're listening to this episode, you've seen this episode and you know that Hollow Eve went home and uh, the judges considered her look a little underwhelming, uh, simple compared to these other performers. And the tea was that a lot of the look and a lot of the concept Hollow was not allowed to do because of TV regulations. It was, yeah, TV regulations. TV. I don't think this is Dragula. I kind of feel like if they were doing this, where it was a district or whatever in LA where they do, where they have done Dragula live, Hollow could do whatever the fuck she wanted. Right. But, and I think they've done stuff on stage that's far more um, quote unquote obscene, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Uh, than whatever this might have been. Well, not for nothing, but we've seen some pretty obscene things on Dragula the past three seasons. That's what I don't understand. Now, like, a lot of what her her look was going to include, I'm, I assume actual used tampons or maxi pads. Or was gonna, she was keeping in the freezer. Yeah, right? she was going to be using actual menstrual blood as part of the look. And it's... We were talking about this before, but, like, it's so... 
as you said, there's so much that we see on this show. Just this season, we've seen these people eating raw animal organs and barfing them up and drinking blood and barfing it up. We've seen people stapling their body. We've seen... um, you know, there, there was, it's so crazy. There was just the, the rocker challenge where Hollow was like, you know, are you okay with, with licking my blood, with right. my blood? And the production was like, check. Done. Yeah, and Madeline saying, I'm not worried about your blood. Right. It don't, there's all these little act one guns. You know what I mean? Like last week with Madeline not wanting to do the extermination and in the first episode, her speech about you just have to do it is what yeah. we signed on for. They are built, like Hollow saying to Yavska, there's art and there's a competition. This season is brilliantly constructed. There are hints. Yeah. There are hints two episodes earlier to what's going to happen later. Oh, yeah. I just love it. Just uh, just some more words about Hollow being censored. Uh, This is what they wrote on Instagram or whatever. Uh, the rules I encountered that are enforced by television made me change my art to fit the constraints of television, and I became so angry about these rules that at whatever the cost, tampons and panty liners were walking on that stage. Uh, no color but blue or purple can touch the pads or tampons or be around them. The only color I could put in my makeup was blue. I mean, that's The blue insane. and purple on TV represent all forms of human waste. I was not interested in conflating menstrual blood with urine or poop. They had to be presented in a very sterile way, but uh, the existence of these TV rules needed to be addressed. These same rules prevented Manila from wearing a red dress with a maxi pad on it on RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. uh, which we've seen before. Um, so I hate that this happened, and I love that it happened for the same reason that I love that Manila was able to kind of come out after the show and talk about yeah. her censorship. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it just women's, women's bodies in many ways, are just policed. I mean, it's it, it's crazy. I mean, talk about like this this almost perfect construction in that hollow part of hollow coming on the show is challenging this, right? And the, and, and it's and it, the, the irony that this is what sends her home. That this is what where the stopgap is is like. Okay, you can be gross with the spiders all over your tits and the staples and the needles in your face, but. Don't bring in this menstrual blood, this nonviolent blood. Right. Because, like, that's the other thing is we've seen, and I recognize that it's fake, but I think about the Cenobite challenge in season two, and oh, I think it was yeah. Disasterina oh, with, the, with the ravaged crotch. Yes. I, I, like, help me understand, universe, why that is okay because it's fake, but the include, I mean, Bitch Pudding was drinking actual mop water in the filth challenge last season. That's actual filth. Right. I mean, I just, like, I just, I know that the answer is obvious, right? It's, it's this, it goes back to this female body thing. I get that. But I guess, you know, when it's like, it's when we think about like politics now, and it's like, how is this fucking possible? And it's like, well, you know how it's possible. But, it's just so hard to not still scream that to the, from the rooftops. Oh, How is this a problem? Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. The, the argument for censoring is not matching up with another reason why you wouldn't want to have real tampon blood mm-hmm. coming from somebody's dress because the blood would thaw and then it could be just like if somebody brushed up against it yeah like no matter where it came from whether it's from somebody's vagina or whether it's from you know an open wound but granted like 
hollow is piercing herself. That's the right? thing. Like, there's I, all that stuff. The the cow stuff. I guess they know where the cow stuff, how it was kept, and there's regulations and all of that. But like, I mean, we don't see any of that on TV. So the biohazard argument I get, but I also don't see it in the same way. Yeah, because I I think because even the color she couldn't do. Yeah, the bio the biohazard. Forget it. Okay, fine. Sure, Don't because just go to just go to the rocker challenge. Putting those dirty needles in her face is a biohazard. Right. So, right. like, we've already crossed that line. Yes. Now, don't use real red. Oh my god, <laughs> that's insane to me. Like, that's where there are so many looks that are portraying such brutal violence. Yeah. This isn't. She's not portraying violence. She's portraying biology. Right. That is so. I just don't get it. I love that this was an issue. I love that it came up. I love that there was outrage from Hollow. I, I, you know what I, what I, what I don't love is that the episode only paints her out to be someone who can't take critiques. That's very true. You have to have this inside knowledge right. of what happened. I feel like you know if we were to compare this to Manila with the maxi pad dress, well, if you knew about the maxi pad dress, you knew about the controversy because the look wasn't on the show. Right. Whereas this, we saw this edited version. We didn't even know this larger, we don't, you, you, you may not know this larger context. And I think for a lot of people, this only confirmed their feelings about hollow being like this annoying pain in the ass who needed to leave. And no one, I think at that point, a lot of people were like, I'm so done with Babygate and with Fishgate that like now she can't even take criticism of her look. Fucking get rid of her. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, you know, get rid of the loud, passionate drag performer that mm -hmm. sounds like, like your fucking mother. I mean, <laughs> that line, that is a goddamn tote bag. I know when I get loud, I sound like your fucking mother. <laughs> That is that is Perfect. fuck the big picture, Clint. Yes. Except except, ugh, except they're never gonna do it. They're never, you know. Well, like speaking of Clint, could you imagine? I mean, I think about Clint having to go up to Hollow and be like, "Look, yeah, <laughs> so look." I feel like, yeah, Hollow, that you can't use real blood in your garment. Yeah, can you just adjust. Think big picture. You actually can't even use the color of blood. We can show violence towards a vagina. We can show a ravaged vagina, ripped open. But blood coming from your eyeball. Yeah. Blood coming from a fake vagina. Yeah, yeah, that is not an issue. We just can't have anything that looks like blood near something that looks like a feminine hygiene product. Gross. Wow. And, it, and it's just age-old restriction. And you, I guess there's that feeling of like, you know, we say like, oh, Dragula. She's not like the other girls. It's like, I, and again, I get that this isn't all just like Dragula or like the Boulay brothers themselves. But I guess my question is, I understand there's TV rules, but I, I have a limited understanding because I tie so much of that back to like advertisers, you know, and like what kind of content they want to surround, you know? But even then, it's like, okay, it's on Amazon. It's trending, like, number five. Yeah. streamed. And I guess I just feel like, especially now with Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, it's like these content restrictions are not the same anymore. Who are we abiding by these rules for? Yeah. Like, who is this protecting? Right. And, and that's what's so great, not only about drag, but about Hollow's drag, is that they're just kind of exposing this. Yeah. They're coming in and they're being like, yep, see? Mm-hmm. 
See? And I yeah, I I I feel like you have to be in the know to get to see what she's exposing. Um I also feel like of what I've seen, I think Hollow has probably had to be careful about what she said because of NDAs and stuff like that. I did see that big apology about uh the fact that she was speaking on behalf of women and felt that she was oh exclu- erasing trans and non-binary people from yeah. the same struggles as women and i i understand i i guess i just felt like there's a part of me who was like don't apologize right like okay apologize for that sure but i think y- you have the right post this episode to actually just be angry and not you know, beat yourself up about what you did wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, I, and this is like a separate thing, but I, I think, I don't know. I, well, I it, mean, it's just an interesting idea of like, is that something worth that she needed to apologize for? Or is she just telling a specific story there that wasn't all inclusive? Yeah. That's what I kind of see it as. Yeah. I mean, because of hollow's platform and the way that it is, which is, basically a platform to highlight those that are being erased mm-hmm. right yeah sure so it it, it contradicts so it kinda, that it contradicted yeah. it so in yeah. that sense i understand why she felt like they needed to apologize and i think it's also on brand it that, is that you totally. Would totally apologize like oh my god i was in a different space and i wasn't there and i still have you know the gender binary kind of in mm-hmm. my like the structure in my soul which sucks and it's it's something to think about as well but i mean i don't know I, we all know what she meant. She was talking about women. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing is I felt like compartmentalized maybe from that larger, you know, uh, objective. I felt like it was just so exciting in this drag competition reality format to see women advocated for and spoken up for in this way. Yeah. When there is so much about, you know, whatever, just kind of uh, trivializing women as... Um, I don't know. Like, even though drag is so much about like celebrating women or like whatever, I, I, I think w- that it's more of a fantasy. Actual women, I don't think. Um, like, not the same that they're being attacked on these shows, but I appreciate it. That there was a moment of recognition for women's issues in a show that is often addressing queer male issues. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. I know. I, I feel like. Something can be about women and not trans women mm-hmm. um, and still be about trans women. Yeah. So in the sense of like whenever I see a struggle and it it's not about me, mm-hmm. that's key word. Okay, put a pin in it, Mickey. Yeah. Not about me. Yeah. And it's about something else. I can relate to it and be like, oh, yeah, that's my struggle, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I have that same struggle. Mm-hmm. And this art is about women. But like that doesn't mean that I'm not a part of it. Right. But because of her brand, because they were promoting you know erasure and, mm-hmm. and how problematic that is uh it, it seemed off-brand yeah certainly and i get that i just i think um there's just that dovetailing of um women apologizing when they don't have to you know oh, what i mean there you go, of just Mary. that issue separately of yeah. like sometimes like i see that at work i see all the time of, of you know you ask a woman a question and and there's that response of like oh i'm sorry and it's like why are you apologizing yeah i because it was a woman's outfit and the concept of women, people felt immediately excluded. And I don't think that's what it was about. It wasn't about excluding anybody. It was it was that. And yeah, granted, sure, go on and, and, and apologize and say, actually, yeah, you know, trans people, uh, trans men have periods and non-binary people have periods. And the space that Hollow is in was a woman's space. And, and that's just how that was. Yeah. So I don't... 
I don't think that she shouldn't have apologized. I think it's great that she apologized. I also kind of got that this was a, a, a woman's look that also related to anybody that had this struggle. Granted, I'm not trans, so I'm not necessarily speaking from my own personal experience here. Yeah. So I understand those personal struggles that people have. Yeah. I guess I, you know, moving on from the apology, I think that, um, I, I think... I don't know. I think knowing all of this about Hollow and knowing all of this about that feedback, I, I sort of retroactively have a deeper appreciation of what she was doing on this show. Yeah. And I think in retrospect, when when something hits a nerve, like Fishgate or whatever, like you know, even even some of what happened in this week's episode, it's like at the time it might feel kind of like for lack of a better word triggering but mm. i feel like in retrospect it's like that was a pretty interesting narrative to bring into this space i'm really glad she was here even to make me uncomfortable oh yeah you know and so i think the fact that she went home with this added sort of nuance of it be of being silenced and like the irony of her being suffocated mm. in the in the kill scene um wow it just makes me feel kind of it's like a sad conclusion it's, it'd almost be like Landon Sider going home first. Right. It'd be like, oh, that was really unfortunate. Yeah. Because Hollow did have a lot that that they were doing on the show, and it, and again, like there were there are many critiques of Hollow and the way that we don't like to hear our tea. We've talked about that before with mm-hmm. plenty of people, where it's like you don't need to yell at it, Mary. Yeah. Have a conversation with me. Have an open dialogue. All of that, right? That that kind of tone policing. But um, so I get all of that, and I'm also like, well. We're also thinking more deeply about these three things. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. Kind of yeah, like I've definitely thought deeper about these things than I was before, yeah. and so, yeah, I see the benefit. Um, you know, and that's what I'm paying my you know two drink minimum mozzarella sticks for with this show is not looks, looks, looks. It's you know these deeper moments and Louisiana Purchase in magic marker drag saying. Um, okay, babes, let's get to work. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I came here for. Right. Oh, yes. Obviously. Yeah. So there's, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting a whole meal here. Yes, we are. Uh, of cockroaches and slugs. Spiders. Yes. yes. All over your tits. Served on a tray of tits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the what about me culture is, is hard to navigate because, yes, what about me and what about them and what about them and what about them? But, uh, what aboutism also- stops so many conversations on every side? Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it's kind of like, well, what about Hollow? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what, it was re- it was. Really what about cool. me? What about Raven? Yeah. What about Raven? Yeah. Um, it, I'm. I think it's cool that Hollow apologized and mm-hmm. that people got that. Um, and mm-hmm. that's very on brand. Uh, yeah. So. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, but I. I do think. Yeah. Sometimes what aboutism can be. It's like disclaimerism where it's like you're just making disclaimers when are you gonna make your point yeah you know um but anyway uh yeah i uh hello i honestly hello and goodbye yeah (laughs) yeah thought that was gonna go on further yeah i did too i I thought maybe at least a few more rounds Mm. um but up against Eva Destruction. I mean, that's the thing, right? And and like, what a weird elimination. What a weird extermination. Just like blowing bugs in each other's Did mouths. Did you hear that they both ate the bugs? I didn't watch it. Oh, oh I, I watched it. It was huh. weird. It was just 
it felt slight and strange. Like I will say between this and last week, not that I'm a big fan of messy exterminations, but these felt very slight. Okay. Cause, yeah. Because uh, Eva ate the cockroach and Hollow ate the cockroach. Oh, I mean. Out of solidarity. Oh, is that what it was? I did not Eva hear that. Eva ate it out of solidarity. I see. Yeah. I see. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was strange. I feel like they edited it they edited what was 45 seconds of footage into something more dramatic oh i see i don't think these lasted very long okay yeah Ugh. yeah i didn't watch it uh and even you know and i think you made this point last week that maybe you did the death scenes Mm -hmm. they're they're becoming more kind of throwaway yeah yeah kind of like uh, your point about her being suffocated i Mm -hmm. think is actually brilliant yeah i'm like all right this one isn't so bad but they're they're so short now that I'm like, well, there's no camp to them. Yeah, it it just feels like a kill scene in a horror movie. Yeah. This one was the yeah, the first one was like, oh yeah, this has a this has some meaning. But I think watching it, kind of knowing what all went down with Hollow, I almost am reading it as like this is all she agreed to do. I'm oh, wow. seeing it more as like because when you think about it, it's fairly uninvolved, and then they've never done these like crime scene photo things. It just felt a bit like I there's um. You know, I, at this point every week is what Project Runway reference can I make? But I feel like there was one designer early on from like season eight who just like didn't do the like exit interviews. So they just didn't have really any footage of him like packing up his stuff in the workroom and talking about like, well, well, you know. That's like Jasmine Masters in the Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Well. That, yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's just, okay, well. It's all you were willing to do. Right. So we'll just kind of, you know, as they say on Great British Bake Off, just, you know, put some fondant over it and call it a day. Did you say fondant? Yeah, some fondant. Yeah, I got a, a, penchant, a penchant for fondant all over my tits. <laughs> this is a fucking sage. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, you know, not only her yelling, I sound like your fucking mother. Oh, beautiful. Boulet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's so much breaking of the fourth wall oh, and just God. saying, I don't give a fuck, like right, right to the camera. And I was right. like, I love this. I love this. <laughs> but uh, just the idea, at the end of the day, I am a fucking nightmare for all platforms. That's another tote bag. I'm a nightmare for all platforms. <laughs> because I simply do not enjoy any shred of conformity. Like, I am a fucking nightmare for all platforms. It's like... Yeah. Should we ask Hollow to be on the podcast? Or right. Would it be a fucking a nightmare <laughs> for this platform. Yeah. Although I loved Hollow on Disaster Reader. See, I actually think that like Hollow can. I think I think we could actually have a pretty great conversation with Hollow if she'll forgive the impressions. Um, because I feel like yeah, we could go to that place of having those. Con- I mean, I'm I'm a little intimidated by Hollow Eve. I'll be real, so yeah. I won't be reaching out. But if Hollow Eve is listening and wants to be an all right, Mary. All right, Mary. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Mary. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I mean, we say it all with love, right? Of course, that it is. I, is not even close. It's not even close. It's it's more Christian Slater than anything. Oh, yeah. Slash Andrew Garfield. Slash yeah, yeah yeah. All over my tits. I saw an angel. Saw an angel. I'm a nightmare of all platforms. Ugh. Uh, yeah, you know, what was also interesting about Eva's, uh, Eva's, Hollow's declaration, and this will be maybe the last thing we talk about mm-hmm. with Hollow, um, Eva goes, I'm Eva Destruction. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Eva, uh, my, uh, my name is Eva Destruction for fuck's sake. Right, and then Hollow's like, well, I'm Hollow Eve of Destruction. Yeah. I'm like, is this your drag daughter? Right. <laughs> uh, to me, I mean, that moment, and we can get into the episode here, is I, 
because I think we have we'll have some things to say about Eva. I was like, okay, Eva, I I appreciate your audition, but Hollow's here, and she doesn't even need to read the slides. Or the, you know what I mean? The slides. She's very true. She's just doing it. Like you're like I'm Eva you're Destruction. In, like one eye is looking at the camera. Yes, yes. You are aware of the moment you're trying to create, and Hollow is just stepping out and just you know, alas, poor Yorick. I, you know, the whole situation. You know what I mean? I will say I empathized with everybody else in the room of kind of being like, oh, my God, dad's mad. Dad's Dad's mad. mad. Mom's mad. Oh, stop talking, dad. I know. There was that that I got, too, where I'm like, oh, my God. It's true. Hollow is giving me mad dad realness. And Eva was giving me mad mom realness. Mad mom. Mad mom and dad. When mom and dad are mad. (laughs) And then, like, Aunt Madeline. Mm. Mm. I'd like to see that. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Aunt Hollow, Madeline. Hollow, uh, we'll send you off with this episode. But before we get into the episode discussion, why don't we tell our Marys what they are listening to? They are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All right, scary. Uh, all right, scary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Dragula, the underworld of Dragula, and the nightmare for all platforms. The Blue, the Boulay brothers created with this ooky spooky TV show. I just eat a destruction that I was reading it off my phone. <laughs> I'm all about being authentic. Well, because it's new for you. It is because it's not my usual beady beady. Um, but <laughs> it's I'm, not a space for you right no, now. No, it's not a space. Yeah, that, that was not a space for me. <laughs> that was not a space for me. Uh, oh, so anyway, uh, yes, I am Johnny, and uh, I'm Divine. Fu- uh, I'm as if Divine fucked Lana Del Rey. And I'm Colin, and I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to love my leg. <laughs> Mary's, uh, we were supposed to have a very, very special guest this week. It's worth just a, a shout out to a fabulous local drag king, uh, drag king of the year. Brooklyn Nightlife. Brooklyn Nightlife's drag king of the year. Um, But uh, that'll be in a couple weeks uh, because of unforeseen events and something crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could not have uh, uh, God Complex Yeah. So I'm going to just spill it. It's God Complex. Mm -hmm. Uh, We cannot wait to have him on. Uh, This would have been a great episode, but I'm sure there'll be plenty more to talk about. Yeah, and I think that we could could go back and revisit. Like, I think what's great having a drag king on is that we can talk about this the, the gender bending of Dragula season three and we can talk about land and we can talk about hollow there's yeah. lots of opportunities so uh a door closed a window is opening that's right yeah uh door i thought, I thought you were going to talk about a door delano no no <laughs> um it was the depression i don't know what to tell you <laughs> it was the depression honey i don't know what to tell you party yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, honey, honey, like roaches and share. Uh, yeah. We're still here. We're so still here. We're oh. going to recap this episode. <laughs> the mom delivery, because it was that. Well, well honey, well, honey, like roaches, like roaches and share. You it, cannot kill Madeline. You cannot honey. kill Madeline. She got it. I got it. I got it in. I got a moment. All right, babes, let's get to work. Oh. We have a lot of stuff. We got a lot of It was almost like she was doing an impression of herself oh. in that moment. And it was beautiful it reminds me of we got a lot of stuff to do it's like uh caitlin jenner yes <laughs> yeah 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 or, or trinity k bonet as caitlin trinity jenner. taylor trinity taylor sorry yeah yes. yeah taylor. yeah sorry, i always have trinity k bonet on the brain um so if you got any tips let me know <laughs> if you have any tips uh send them my way uh, i quoted that i know I, I hate that line so much i forgot about that i'm not much of an actor so if uh, you got any tips well 
where do I begin? Uh, you know, what are you good at? Yeah, quickly. quickly. <laughs> not acting. Not acting. You know what's uh, crazy? Amazing lip syncer. Great acting. <laughs> oh my god, great acting. Great acting. Yeah. Oh, Trinity K. Bonet. It's stupid. I feel like Trinity's having kind of like this renaissance. I'm following Trinity oh, on, are you? on Instagram. So there's like this renaissance of Trinity K. Bonet. Oh, I, okay. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I, not that I confused the two, but it just made me think about, in terms of renaissance, um, Nina Bonina Brown, who's been doing Dragula recaps. Oh. In like full, 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 geesh. full geesh. Yeah. And just being incredible. I just, I'm... I, it's like, oh, I think you found a platform mm -hmm. similar to like Jasmine, Jasmine Masters. Masters. Yeah. This feels safe for a queen like Nina to just be Nina. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. And I and that's not that's perfectly well, again, valid. Like hollow. It's like TV sometimes isn't safe for drag. Performers. Yeah. You need your own space to kind of like you need your own fucking platform because right. you're a nightmare for all other platforms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And more power to you. And more power right? to you. Yeah. You can't fuck up all these white gay bars. Oh white yeah. Bars. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're gonna let your tits hang out, put spiders all over them. Um, um, anyway, this week is no throwaways, not recycled. Uh, I think it's very appropriate with the opening, the mommy dearest opening. That was that was. I appreciate that. I was like, please say, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the blood. Yes. Please say it. Yes. Yeah. And then Drock just delivered. And then she did. Uh, but just the idea of throwing away the other muscle guy into mm -hmm. the trash. It's kind of like a throwaway death scene. Oh yeah. We didn't get to see that person get killed. So it was just they were just in the trash. It was in my and so like I'm going deep with the pun. Like uh -huh. it was just a throwaway death scene. Oh, I see. So it kind of also work. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, the, yeah, it was just a throwaway. Yeah, yeah. It, could, it could have been a cool death scene mm -hmm. uh, with soap and wire hangers, right? Oh, they could have done a whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's interesting that that's what happens in the beginning, and then that's how the episode ends. It's just someone laying in the body in the trash. Right, right. Uh, again, as we said earlier, I just feel like there's. There's so I'd love to talk to Clint and be like, "What's tell me about this big picture here? I don't want to fuck the big picture. I want to understand how you planted all these Easter eggs. And it's more editing, if, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many little hints. Yeah, I feel like we're seeing hints now of something that's going to happen in two episodes, uh, like a Dahlia episode. Yeah, right. As a rat. Uh huh. Oh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And granted, how could they plan that? But I just think. I just keep thinking to Madeline saying in the first episode, like, well, this is what we agreed to do. So right. take a shot and do it. And right. then her being like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And then you have hollow Eve coming in, literally being a nightmare for the platform. And then them just silencing. Her. Yeah. And, and telling again, telling Yavska, like there's art and there's the competition right. and they're two different things. Yeah. And I mean, that became, you know, basically her, I mean, I don't know that her fatal, not fatal flaw, but kind of like the narrative of her. Well, she couldn't do her art. Like, yeah. They wouldn't let her do it. Yeah. Uh, because of the TV regulations. Yeah. So again, if you're not following the story outside of Dragula, you're missing all of that. So I know we yeah. just went and we just talked about all of this. I know all I did a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, again, uh, it's, it's worth, it bears repeating um, that hollow is, has this amazing platform and you may not like, what's being said and it might come off as really abrasive mm -hmm. but you can also recognize after you know the your throat from the burning tea uh -huh. uh, heals uh -huh. you're like oh that was actually great tea. yeah i mean i and i guess i can empathize with someone who has such a big platform and so much to say and it's and relevant things to say i think you know 
to be, and I not not to get stuck in, in disclaimers, but in this situation, and I know we just talked about this as well, but I just think to have an opportunity with a platform this big to talk about things like, you know, women's issues, women's health, you know, the, the policing of women's bodies, the opportunity to do that, I mean, I wouldn't sacrifice that either to be polite. I mean, what a fucking, like, joke. Well, you, you really ought to be polite. Couldn't you just smile more? Mm-hmm. Like, all of that would just feel like an attack if right. that was my if that was my um, platform, so right. to speak. Uh, doing all of those things that I feel like a lot of, like, let's be real, like, gay men want her to do on this show is just, like, shut up and... You know, be yeah, and just do your thing, and don't try to tell people what to do. Stop inserting your voice into everything. Stop monologuing. To me, that's just like a challenge for her to like do it more because that's what women are hearing constantly. Yeah, yeah. So in a gay, in a way, it's it's kind of playing out what is actually happening on a bigger scale. Yeah, yeah. And I get that. It you know we've talked about on this podcast how it's like oh my god like. Let it go. I think, sure. I think the problem, and I'm starting to put my finger on it, is the difference between um, pointing out a truth mm. and then there's the academics that mm-hmm. point out truths and are leaving a lot of people behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes the way that Hollow approached uh, different situations was almost too nuance was almost too academic mm-hmm. when talking to somebody like Priscilla who clearly has a, a you know a penchant for anarchy as well yeah but has a different language for yeah, it has a different yeah. language and mm-hmm. because she uses the wrong word yeah then you know oh well you're nothing mm-hmm. yeah, and there's certain <clears throat> there's certain words you know to your point about you know people taking an academic approach like there are certain you know complex ways of talking about you know i'm thinking of like being trans binary like you know what i mean like those complex kind of yeah all of that that i sometimes i think that some people use those complex terms in casual ways that you couldn't expect someone without that expertise to have in the same way that I can't expect someone without an expertise in, you know, I don't know, some other... Brenda Vaccaro. Yeah, exactly. To be like, oh, yeah, I loved her in Death Weekend. Right. Like, read the room because what you're doing in that situation is you're walking into a situation, you're saying big words, you're challenging people who don't know them, and you're saying, well, I'm just here to educate. No, you're not. You're... It's, there's there. It's different than virtue signaling, right? Because mm-hmm. it's more of uh, putting putting yourself above mm-hmm. in order to grab the attention and yeah. grab uh, the, basically the, the course mm-hmm. of the discussion. And I think it's a, a lot of times it can lead to, and this is not specific to Hollow, but it, and I think we talked about We're this. We're not really talking about Hollow. No, this, this is more general yeah. of like it leads to teaching through shame and discipline. Right. And like I went to Catholic school. I know that doesn't work. Well, it works in the boys' locker room, doesn't it? Well, I didn't take gym <laughs> class, so I never found out. You didn't take gym class? Uh, I did in K through eight, but we wore our gym uniforms to school on our gym days. Oh, no. And then in high school, it wasn't required, and so you didn't have required gym. Nope. Because you went to a private school. I did go to a private Catholic school, and oh, yeah, they did why. not require it. That's why. Uh, and I did not want that experience. Wow. Yeah. Oh, luckily, my junior and senior year, I was able to take dance. As oh, my yeah, of course. All the little Nellies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's fabulous. Oh, so Jim. fun. We basically danced to Blue Man Group mixes. 
I mean, like banging on the pipes? No, we weren't banging on the pipes, but like the music from Blue Man Group, and then we would do like modern dances to it. But isn't the music just them banging on pipes? Uh, some. Yeah. Yeah, so, just PVC pipes. Yeah, not all the time. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, tangent. Aside, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's dive into this episode a little bit. I don't know if we want to go totally linear. We might the the topics might be totally linear. But. Yeah, I don't have linear notes. To me, I felt like the subjects that were I was interested in. Obviously, all of the hollow stuff. I think this very much was obviously Priscilla's episode. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously we can talk about, you know, it feels very precious to call it giggle gate, but laugh gate. I just, I think all of that was much ado about nothing. Well, so here's what I'm so confused about. And this goes to a bigger picture because I, Priscilla can feel however Priscilla wants to feel. Mm-hmm. It, it, she has the opportunity to have this discussion. I think it's all there. And I'm not talking about any of that. I want to talk about just TV mm-hmm. and this idea of having a moment in quotes having a moment (laughs) i'm having a moment on tv right so madeline is like oh priscilla has addiction problems too Mm. i'm gonna take her aside Mm. i want to show you what i'm working on yes my sobriety (laughs) (laughs) you're still counting days yeah Um, oh so you're still counting but enough about me it's like i'm looking at my watch oh finally well so madeline (laughs) takes priscilla aside in a very different way than she took Dahlia aside, mm-hmm. or Dahlia took Madeline aside, mm-hmm. right? Where they actually went aside. They went away. Yeah. This, they stayed in the same, like, 10 by 4 room. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the same storage closet they've turned into a boudoir. And so boudoir. you have this idea that on TV, we're supposed to think that this is separate from all of the other cast members who are really just supposed to be in the corner being quiet like there's a uh, a, a drill in a school for mm-hmm. a shooter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? everybody just, yeah. Just, just get into the corner. Yeah. They're going to have this discussion and this is Priscilla's moment. It's almost like on Drag Race they talk about being on ice when they're not in oh, the camera center on. Ice, right. It's almost like everyone else is on ice yeah. or performative background noise. Right. But we need to know we're filming a segment here. Exactly. Yeah. So I... I'm confused. Again, fourth wall is gone mm-hmm. because then uh, during that scene, we saw the proximity. Yeah. I yeah. didn't believe Hollow saying, I wasn't even listening. It's like there was nothing else going on in the room yeah. except them talking. And and we all know at this point that this is part of the show is these one-on-ones, these people telling their stories. Like this is just, it's like this is part of the filming schedule. Right. In a way, right. you know what I mean? Like we do talking right. heads. Madeline's going to have an aside and we're going to do it in this room because mm-hmm. we can't do it over there. Right. So uh, I I don't think Hollow was laughing. Obviously, none of that was. No. All of that was. And Priscilla yeah. even talked about that. That's not what I'm discussing. Yeah. What I'm discussing is what we got to see that they're the fourth wall is lifted. Actually, this is not happening in private. Mm-hmm. They're all listening. Mm-hmm. And Priscilla was mad that her moment was taken by the laughter and she was distracted. And she wasn't able to like portray herself and, and her, her story, story in a way. And she's, gonna, she's afraid she's going to sound stupid. Right. Because that's what it came down yes. to. And I'm not criticizing that, but that is what mattered was, oh, I didn't tell my story in a way that made for good TV. Right. Or and, something that was impactful. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. ultimately, that's what it comes down to is like, did I create a moment? You yeah. know, was I having a moment? I was having a moment. I wasn't having a moment. This is my moment. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of that. Yeah, but it was, it was a little bit of that. And I and I sympathize with Priscilla because I think that, like, obviously, 
especially if this is something that she hasn't really talked about, if if coming out of withdrawals is fairly recent, then I can understand that like she is very sensitive and talking about it. And I get that. Where like one false move and you're gonna jump on someone. Oh, completely. Because you're I, just. I can totally relate. To that. Yep. I like all of that. I was like, I know what's going on for her right now. I get that. I don't like. It, it, I think to me it was like it was so clearly an emotional reaction to being in a very vulnerable place right. that the fact that it got played out so much as a real thing yeah, was I, silly. And that we got to see actually what the issue was that they were filming this in the same 10 by yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah. Like that just... 20 by 4. It just felt all a little convoluted. Yeah. Um. I, I did think, I mean, if we're going to talk about BSA moments in the episode, I don't know who our BSA is. I, I mean, there's kind of an obvious choice, but Priscilla in the bathroom wanting to bring that trophy home to make her, or the crown home to make her mama proud. Mm. That moment, there was something about that that I was just, I don't know. What I like about Priscilla is the inclusion of someone who is just outside of addiction not mm-hmm. 10 years sober now criticizing those folks but someone who is it's like when we with when dolly talked about being hiv positive and not being on meds in right. season two it's like oh this is some real shit yeah and i really love that we it was really impactful to see someone who is that close to addiction you know and like that new to recovery to be in this space mm. Um, to be doing so well, right? To be doing so well. Right. I mean, I, again, I, I see Priscilla easily in the top three. Okay. I think that she is uh, the dark horse in this competition. Mm. She's been consistent every week. She's such a good narrator. She's funny. She's funny. She's charming. She's got a heart. Um, she's attractive. She's, yeah, she's <laughs> cute. Yeah. I mean, I love when she... And especially when she wins this challenge, I called her Lieutenant Dan moment where she's like, well, good God damn. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. You are. Flood in your basement. Yeah, really? Yeah. 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 Um, I, in this whole little drama that was all, is a novella, I guess is kind of mm-hmm. what it was that happened. Um, my first question is when hollow goes to the bathroom and I'm going to put bathroom in quotes, hollow opens what looks like a curtain. Mm. Into a bathroom. Mm. Was it a door? I don't remember seeing that. Mm. Mm. Doing the MH chin. But you know um, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, and I know what you're saying. I don't, yeah. Anyway, not my point. I loved the restraint that Hollow kind of modeled because it's so easy to be like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. But for Hollow to be like, this isn't my space right now. Yeah. Like what's being talked about in there is not for me, it's Mm -hmm. for her to feel supported. Uh, that I love and I'm like I can learn from that yeah that was that was some really interesting modeling of how to handle a conflict and how to like okay let me deal with my feelings and not put this on Priscilla right now or Madeline or Madeline for that matter yeah like I think that that was yeah that was really interesting I don't know Um, because like moments like that I understand there's been these like pain points with Hollow but like I feel like those or you know like the baby gate whatever I feel like those overshadow like the art versus competition moment mm-hmm. with Yavska that was so good. Yeah. Or even like when she said to Eva, you want me to get you anything, baby? Yeah, like yeah. there's there's some real humanity with Hollow that I don't know. Like I when when she went to those spaces, I really appreciated that it was in the room. Like yeah. there's a, there's an emotional intelligence. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Is Hollow <clears throat> and that's why this laughing at Priscilla thing makes no sense is because to me, Hollow has like so much emotional intelligence. Yeah. 
and like and to, has been a supporter of Priscilla, even Priscilla. Yeah, that. yeah. You know, I, I, I appreciate Hollow for the things that she's done on the show, uh, and the yes, those little micro moments that make you see who they are. But I also love these big moments because it also reminds me of insecurity. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think Hollow would deny any of that. No, no. I mean, I think the the big moments, like these big speeches and saying things like when I get, you know, loud, I sound like your fucking mother. Like, those are great moments. And I think it is, I recognize that, you know, gender constructs are what they are. But I think if we were to say, if we were to compare Madeline to Hollow, Madeline, someone who identifies as he outside of drag, who we recognize, who we see and recognize as a man, essentially, Madeline has this big meltdown. Fuck the big picture. Everybody's celebrating it. The t-shirts already exist. Fair. Great point. Hollow has these meltdowns and everyone's like, oh, this fucking bitch. Right. It's a, it's a really fair point. And you know? It's challenging, I think, for some of our listeners. And yeah. I know we've gotten emails about it, but we've also gotten emails on the other side, too. It's like, yeah, why are the, the t-shirts of fuck the big picture, Clint? It's like they, yeah. Hollow's uh, I'm Hollow Eve of Destruction. Yeah, I'm a nightmare for all platforms. Right. Like, I don't Where's know. That t-shirt? Yeah, it, why why are we seeing these meltdowns, quote unquote, from Hollow as just these like annoying histrionics? These hollow moments. These hollow moments where is like Madeline going mad is uh, <laughs> you know? Ah, we're killing it today. Just yeah, just <laughs> can I say? Uh, uh, throw it out with the trash man. Yeah, yeah, let me go down this rabbit hole, but um but for Madeline to go mad and for all of us to go mad for it. It's just like What's the real big picture here, Clint? Yeah, and not yeah. for nothing. I mean, the Boulets and plenty of the producers all pushing Madeline's meltdown. Yeah, I wonder if it's because it was more constructed. Well, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was totally constructed. I feel like it. It's reminiscent of I don't know, uh, Alaska's meltdown and All Stars too. When it almost felt like, what do you guys need? You need me to have a moment? Right, I'll have right, it. Right. You know, whether or not that's true, it was a perfect moment. Yeah, you know, and so. It's interesting that they're not promoting this. And who knows if it's because of the drop of the episode or what. But, like, yeah, this is also pretty iconic. Mm-hmm. But I also think all of this, if you dig a little deeper, implicates the Boulet brothers or implicates Dragula in a way of silencing Hollow. Whereas the conflict with Madeline, it was just like it was catnip for reality TV. It's one of the contestants losing their shit mm. and, and, you know, going off script, darling. And they can kind of play with that. Whereas Hollow is literally saying to the cameras to the boule brothers to the producers to clint i don't give a fuck about your rules and your bullshit that you follow oh i I can't imagine clint wanting to work with that no (laughs) i mean i just think they're not going to celebrate something where big picture mount hollow yeah think about the big picture like eat him exactly exactly yeah yeah exactly we just yeah the spiders would come crawling out of her tits and just eat him alive Fatality. Yeah, feast. Yeah, uh, instead of beast, <laughs> feast. <laughs> oh yeah, no hollows fatality moment would be something to watch. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know. I I think that these this is all real, and it to be totally honest, like. It's, I think, and you kind of said the same thing. It's kind of a bummer and kind of cool that we're seeing it play out in Dragula. Yeah. You know? I, it could never happen on uh, Drag Race. Mm. No. No, yeah. of course not. 
It would be. It wouldn't be good for the image. Yeah. Even the maxi pad dress was bad enough. For yeah. Mila to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, I pushing too much. I don't really listen to race chasers, but I did listen to. There's an interview with Delta Work. Oh, I listened. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to get into a tangent about it, but like, I think as much as we're kind of questioning the model of Dragula and what's being allowed and like these kind of like inner workings and like what's the real story, I I can still with a good conscience continue to celebrate this show. If you haven't listened to Delta's interview, I mean, it's... It's basically Delta talking. It's, and it, yeah, it's Delta. Alaska doesn't say shit. Yeah, she says like two words. I forgot Alaska was on that episode. But I think both of these situations, it's like, oh, you... It, it this is the reality. This is the reality of reality TV. If you're going to be on TV, yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's good or it's bad. I'm just saying well, it's I, real. You know what? And I'm going to go on this tangent. Uh, I just love. Go for it. Tangent. Yeah. Um. So, uh, D- D- uh, Darian Lake, Delta Work. Delta Work. <laughs> that was he. Erasure. Erasure. Um. Delta Work. Uh. You know, didn't want to join the union to mm-hmm. be on AJ and the. She couldn't afford it. Yeah. So. Uh, then they used that same person for Drag Race UK and mm-hmm. they said, we're going to use this person moving forward. Mm-hmm. I am very curious to see if the wigs improve mm-hmm. going forward. If they improve, I then I'm going to reflect a little bit on Delta. Mm-hmm. If they don't improve, more, more ups to Delta. Well, and Delta had said, and I, I can believe that because Delta... Delta, when you look at Delta's own makeup and hair, I mean, she's really impeccable. Uh, that she said there's a lot of looks that she'd do where she'd look at it and say, this looks great. And then she'd see the final product and she's like, what the fuck happened? And it's because of the post-editing. It's because of the blurring of the hairlines, right. things like that. And I think, like, you know, I don't know. I I hear what you're saying about the hair, like, like look at the final result. But I think the way that so much was handled around the Emmys, around working on Drag Race UK and AJ and the McQueen, AJ, AJ and the McQueen. Um, yeah, I, I get all that. I, I wonder how much of that is all interacting with Delta kind of drinking the juice Shelby of believing that it's Mama Roo. Well, that's what I'm going to say. Then and it's like, no, Delta, this is a job. Yeah. I do think that she makes like a good point though of like to keep selling this story of we're a family here on Mama Roo to keep blatantly doing that and not practicing what you preach. It's a lovely message, but it's but the fact that it's not real is actually like not worth the message in the first place, in my so? opinion. Yeah, I think I think it might be worth the message. I think there are people. Plenty of people that are none the wiser and need that message. I just, I don't know. To me, it's this like larger like integrity karma thing that like what means something to me is someone who says that shit and then like backs it up. Like when you hear stories about people in Hollywood who, you know, they make efforts to like give people work, you know, diversifying the writing staff, for example, Uh or, you know, recognizing like, you know, actor friends of theirs who aren't getting roles because of what they look like or their age or whatever, and giving them opportunities. To me, that's sharing the wealth of what you're getting from, from your own success. Mm -hmm. And whether or not they talk about, oh yeah, you know, I, we're all a family here. It's a company town. We all have to help each other. Whether or not they they you know talk about this like they're doing it 
to me, RuPaul is acting as if that's how he behaves, you know, in the mere fact that I'm your mother, I'm your drag mother, and, you know, we're all a family now, and you're a part of something. But then it's almost like understood that, like, once this is over, RuPaul has nothing to do with these queens. I think to see... But RuPaul does have everything to do with the queens, because it's RuPaul's brand that has everything to do with the queens. And I get that, like, you know, the man behind the curtain can't always be there, but, like... Oz is still there. Like, so in, in a way, RuPaul's brand is always going to be attached to that queen's name. Yeah, but I, I think that there's... And that's because RuPaul picked that. Person. Of course. I mean, I think that there's... Yeah, you've gotten the Oprah Book Club sticker on you. You're like, you're good to go. But I think when somebody is out there telling a story about themselves, about like what happens then, and then you find out, oh yeah, no, none of that happens. It doesn't... Yeah, my name... Like, RuPaul's name is attached to me, and it doesn't fucking matter. So what, where is the story coming from then that it... The, the narrative that people are saying, oh, RuPaul is this mother, besides the plastic tiara and what's on the show, RuPaul on the podcast never talked. RuPaul's like, yeah, oh, yeah, I forgot the girls, you know, like. Well, I think I think the show is where it is, but the show is the biggest platform. Yeah. The, the podcast gets, you know, a fraction of the audience yeah. that the show is getting. And so I think it's, no, I think it's all on the show. I think that's, choose the biggest platform to make the, you know, the biggest bang you want to make. this isn't, it, it's not a shock to me that a reality show isn't real. Well, that's okay. But okay. So here's the thing, right? Is like, you're saying like some people out there need that message and they're none the wiser, Mm -hmm. but they also think all of this is real. Is that good? I mean, right. It's like the matrix. Yeah. Uh, Right. Honestly, it's like, does that work? From my point of view, it's better to know that it's not real, but what comes with that is the disillusionment of like, RuPaul's a businessman. Yeah, then we get this awful fandom. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I see your point. I also think that there is two sides where it's like, okay, I found out that the wizard isn't real. Now what? Yeah, of course. Is like Now I'm going to go and tell everybody on a podcast about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, spread the truth. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame Delta for that at all. That's her story. Yeah. I mean, and the, what she had said was like, I'm so tired of being polite and not saying anything and not you know causing waves or whatever. Like, I've had enough of it. I've had enough of tiptoeing around this. I'm going to talk about it. Mm. And I, to me, that just comes down to not about career or about like opportunities or what RuPaul owes somebody. I think it just comes down to integrity of just like I devalued myself here. And yeah, and and that's why I have to speak out about this is because like I think that's what people need to hear. Right. That's what I mean from my I'm point of view. I'm less concerned about this oh, RuPaul's actually a monster and doesn't look at you in the eye in the hallway or whatever. It's like, okay, uh, that's a person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she even says that. Delta even says, and I needed to reckon with the fact that RuPaul is a human being and yeah. is a person. Delta doesn't like slander RuPaul, but like, I don't know. I've always loved Delta as like a, as a truth teller. And yeah. so, um, I don't know. I think... I just, you know, what's interesting is that I, uh, and what I appreciate about a Delta is that there didn't seem much to be an agenda no whereas some queens like i don't know pearl uh, maybe not pearl i don't know but like there are some queens that come out and want to attack the hydra and it's like what's your angle here yeah what it, are you actually gaining from this yeah and it's I a way to stay relevant the, it's the notoriety right mm-hmm. notoriety yeah. notoriety yeah i don't think delta has an agenda i think i could i could just see making the decision of like you know what i have been essentially told by this platform I'm not good enough and I'm here to set the record straight. Okay. You know, and yeah. I, I can accept That's that. That's great. Um, it's like, actually, this was wrong, this was wrong, this was mm-hmm. wrong, this was wrong, I did this wrong, I did this wrong, and 
actually, I'm great. And how many of us talked about, oh my God, RuPaul's wigs, Delta work, what's wrong with you? You should right. be unemployed, blah, blah, blah. And here she is, you know, trying to set the record straight. I think that's fair. Delta. Work. Work. Uh, thanks for that tangent, Mary. Yeah. Let's um, talk about something more important. Yeah, I don't even know why I got into that. Uh, oh, I could be a dick if I want to. Uh, <laughs> that was... Oh, some of these quotes. Just the fact that she refers to it as Sleazen. Oh, three. yeah. Yeah, Sleazen 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then, uh, ooh, I got a little tincture down in my oopa. In my, yeah. Mm, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm a dick about it if I want to be. That's that was the one, yeah. Uh, and then uh, New York shitty, which is mm-hmm, you know always mm-hmm. great. To bring Appreciate up. that, yeah. Um, and I think the best interaction was between her and Madeline because it was unscripted mm-hmm. and it was perfect dialogue. Yeah, it didn't sound. I mean, I really enjoyed with obviously with Louisiana as oh, well. Oh, I'll get to that. Yeah, is that where we got lots of butthole, lots of nudity, yes. lots of leg, and a good time with your dad? Yes, I mean, th- I put that on a tote bag. And a good time with your dad. Can we make these shirts and like just send all the proceeds to some? Th- I mean, like, why aren't we doing that, Mary? Uh, we we I think we have an opportunity to, which we'll probably talk about with our listeners in a couple weeks. Oh. If we're allowed to, because obviously some of these are, you know, there's some limits about what you're allowed to sell if it's not your content. But if it's just a quote. Well, I would. Right. But I would donate it all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and ask Louisiana. Ask Mama Louise. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We could, right. we could partner. Oh. Oh, we oh could we could do some purchases on her behalf. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, was it your childhood? Yeah. No, just people. What kind of people? You can name names. No. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Santa. I'm not surprised. It was yeah. just like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. Kablam. Kablam. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think that in contrast, obviously, there's Hollow's moment, which was very much edited for disaster in his reaction shots. and Right. Am I wonder, I'm assuming at that point, Hollow was just like, fuck all this noise. I just need to like speak up. Well, and uh, yeah. And I feel like at that point, they had already made the dress. Yeah. So they're just like, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. That this actually isn't. So I'm just going to, I'm so angry right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm not going to play. I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to yeah. mess up this whole platform. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know when you look at it from that point of view of like even, you know, the platform of like, OK, now you have to do this challenge or you have to have this bullshit uh, red carpet interview to just be like, yeah, I'm going to fuck that, too. I'm going right. to I'm going to it's almost like what's the point of being on this competition reality show if you hate platforms. But like this is the perfect reality show to be on if you're going to fuck with a platform, yeah. you know, or with oh, a construct, sure. Sure, you know? Construct, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I, uh, Priscilla swallowing the mic was a great moment. That was great. I mean, Priscilla, it, re- it reminds me of other episodes of like drag race. Like I think of, you know, like the episode that Jaden Dior fierce, um, I don't know if she won it. I think it's the one where she lip synced. Um, but there's, there's episodes where you kind of know from the beginning that this is beat candy. Yeah. With that. Okay. This is your story. This is either your story to go home or your story to win. Um, Uh, Oh, I see. I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, right. Like this is your platform right now. You're you're talking about your addiction. You're either going to go home or you're going to win. Yeah. Eva, it was the same thing last week. Do something, Charlie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. It's like, Right, right, exactly. Like at, at this point, we've become so familiar with the trope that when they tell your story, tears equal fans. Tears equal fans, and tears also equal, Clint. you know, yeah. It also equals like this is 
your episode to go or your episode to shine. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I kind of knew that Priscilla was going to be fine this episode and that everything she was going to be shown doing, including deep throating the mic was going to be evidence of her win. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There may have been moments where she stumbled or moments where Eva destruction, like said the right thing, but they need to show the story. Yeah. I, the Eva destruction, it was literally 10 seconds. That was an interesting sort of like explanation on the runway when she was like, I, because her talking heads have sound a bit packaged that right. it was interesting to hear her call that out of like, I have a hard time bringing the ideas together and like making sense. And so when I speak, it sounds a little, you know, uh, full of cans. I thought, oh, that's well, kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. I'm a reptile. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's like every you know time I think, and especially after seeing this episode, I feel like the producers are like, when you enter, say something like on Drag Race. Yeah. Oh, that's the awful, <laughs> awful truth of it is there's just like so many entrances of oh, back. And I actually think Hollow even like gives yes. up. She's like, oh, back in our coffins. Oh, my God. Like, well, she does, and, yeah. oh, did you catch this nuance when Hollow says to Priscilla, Priscilla. Should I put the permanent marker on after or before the powder? Oh, because it's setting up like. Well, because I feel like it was like, hey, Holly, will you? Oh, I see. We want to educate. Yeah. Can you do this? Yeah. Ask Priscilla. Yeah. And she's not going to be like, uh, hey, hey, Saint. Hey, Saint. Hey, Saint. Hey, yeah. hey, Saint. So tell me about tell me about a time when you were oppressed. Hey, Saint. <laughs> I hate that. Hey, Saint. Hey Saint. <laughs> hey Saint. Hey, hey Saint. Saint. Um, yeah, the that that whole little moment, I was like, okay, Hollow is not wanting to play this platform, and I can see it, and I get it, and right? It was also very cute. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know, and I guess I like if you're gonna cast all these like alternative drag performers, then like to then expect them to follow these hokey TV rules. Yeah, I think it's more fun to let them fuck around. Yeah, I get that too, but there needs to be. I know they have to tell a story. Yeah. I get it. I get it. It's they just have a job to do. It's it's what we take in order to get what we get. Yeah, uh, certainly. And like at the end of the day, they are making a TV show. Right. They do we need can to have a narrative. go out to a local club or watch on YouTube. Like other drag performances, mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. but this yeah. is reality TV, which is not real. It's yeah. Uh, so, do you want to talk about some looks, Mary? Let's talk about some looks. I mean, I do want to mention that Louisiana's mustard wrapped did show up again. Uh, it's been showing up repeatedly. What did we we said? Mustard Raptor. Mustard Raptor. Because she does Raptor, Raptor, arms. Raptor arms. Yeah. So Mustard, so Mustard Raptor, Raptor was yes. back. I also want to mention, I mean, this was just a really fabulous moment uh, for Landon when uh, he said trash royalty, not trash king, yes, trash, trash queen, trash royalty. It felt like Pangina made the best human win. Mm. It was like, oh, it's royalty. It's royalty. Yes, We're so royalty. caught up on queen and king. Royalty. There you go. I, I thought that was a beautiful, organic moment. Yeah. And speaking of beautiful beautiful moments that are organic. Like, I mean, Landon's interview, I thought was very sweet. Mm -hmm. And again, like something I love about Landon is it just reminds me of somebody on chop. Yeah. Like, well, you're not an actor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're oh, the idiot on the red carpet. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, I know you are not. You are not an actor. You are. It, there's, it, I mean, you, you did fine in the Dungeons and Drag Queens challenge, but like, yeah, this, it was just very like, well, yeah, like, you know, help uh, stop, stop messing, uh, recycle up. Come yeah, on, there was just Fix some it. stumbling, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, like you're so sweet." Oh, sweet up in this gorgeous, yeah, like, brilliant look. Yeah, you're this saying was, so much yeah. visually. Yeah. This one and Hollow's look, I feel like we're saying 
probably the loudest. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll give it to Dahlia. That there was a lot. She was. It was a lot being said because there's just so much going on with that look. Oh, I mean, like a bigger concept. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Obviously, the concept of Dahlia's was great, but I think like. If we're talking about activism and the yeah. politics in drag. Oh, yeah. No, Dahlia's was more of just like spectacle. Oh, Dahlia's look I thought was the best. Crazy good. Yeah, Templeton realness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the oversized lollipop. Yeah. I oh, mean, I love that. The more you looked at that look, the more there was to look at. Yeah. It was really, I was really impressed. Uh, I will, they will give her that. Um, what, I, I'm curious what you thought of Eva's look. Oh, the razor bikini? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Razorback? Yeah, the Razorback. <laughs> the Razorback bikini. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's no secret that I, I love a bushy a bushy butt. I that uh, was a that was one of the bushiest butts we've seen on uh on T V. Yeah. yeah. Well not Pornhub. But no, TV, no. Yes. I mean, but it's like, huh. That's yeah. a I was like, Oh, Eva. And she even Are says See, yeah, she even says the first episode like, "Oh, I'm I'm Harry from yeah. like again." There are Easter eggs, right? And she is Harry. Oh yeah, yeah, it's great. That's a, that was like, oh, there's it's beautiful. It's really. it is it's a yeah. That's Very not just aesthetic. like a. It's not like a fuzzy butt. Like I was like, you're a you're out. You're Robin Williams, Harry. Yes, mm-hmm. that's a great uh, mm-hmm. uh, comparison. Yeah, um, yeah, that was. I just I love body hair seen through drag you know what i mean oh, like i love yeah, no, that it's, inclusion it's, it's different it's new yeah when a queen authority doesn't shave uh-huh. right like i think that's an interesting comment that you're making like this is actually still feminine yeah quote it's unquote. It, it's kind of or womanly yeah we're, we're sort of giving in to what we're rebelling against when the legs need to be smooth yeah and i get illusions and all that but i think like right, that's one type of drag yeah but this is a different kind of drag yeah. there's no illusion here right. you know like Eva's Eva's doing a clown illusion before she's doing a feminine illusion. Right. This was very clown-like. I I will say the critique I have is similar to what the Boulets are saying. Like, there's nothing wrong with the art. It's in terms of this challenge, there was not a lot going on here. Yeah. I think this needed, like, some shaving scum. Yeah. Or shaving cream. Yeah. Oh, see, that's the crazy thing is that Eva – you've seen the laughing track performance at the Atlanta Pride where she has the – the uh, what's it called? The the stuff that you spray the silly string. Silly string. Yeah, I feel like she could have done that with shaving cream. Shaving cream, exactly. That would have been so cool. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. Or I don't know. Uh, shaving like a letter or fuck you on her leg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was that like the the sort the of wax the wax did. strip that yeah. was cool. I think it would have been really cool if she ripped it off her ass though. Oh. Oh yes. That would have been. Well, if she turned around and there were two strips and she ripped them Whack. off. Yeah. And then slapped it. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been a shame for the ass hair, but yeah. Yeah, but it grows back. Mary. It does grow Trust back. Me, it grows back. It grows back. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was my thoughts on Eva. Um, and yeah, uh, rightly so in the bottom for me. Yeah. I, it was a really cool look, a cool concept, and I appreciate it again, just like all of that hairy body. Um, I would have put um, Madeline in the bottom with Eva. Same. I didn't I, understand the look. I didn't see the trash. I I just I like the spray paint. Like I I thought it was a cool performance, but I didn't see the trash. I just didn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I when she came out, I was like, oh wow, Madeline, you're, you're going home. Going home. Yeah. 
Like this is not enough. The makeup is rough. Right. The makeup was rough. Well, because they had to use those uh, permanent markers. But Priscilla, the makeup was incredible. So, I mean, I hear you, but like Dahlia, the makeup was incredible. I cannot believe Dahlia. Eva, even the Eva's makeup was really cool. So like Madeline, veteran drag queen, I'm not buying it, Gia. Mm, Little beady beady. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So Maddie, I would have put in the bottom. Uh, We talked about Dahlia. We've talked about hollow. I will say this. What, Grossed me out. You know what I'm going to say with Hollow's look. When she was pouring the tuna. The tuna. The tuna. I hate the smell of tuna fish in a can. Yeah. It's pretty gross. I mean, like, to the point where when my sister would make it and mix it with mayo. Ugh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Is everybody triggered? Yeah. Um, Throw some celery, celery chunks in there. Fuck all that. Yeah. Um, But so she would make it in the kitchen, and I would, like, I need to go as far away from it as possible. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Yeah. And she'd feed the cat, the tuna, uh, bubblebee tuna. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, I can stand like the more like chunky kind, like the sh- conversation is disgusting. Oh, the, 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 the more white albacore tuna chunky is more like chicken. It doesn't smell as strong. Oh. It's that shredded stuff. It's oh, like cat food. Like cat food. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. So there's, I hear you. Yeah, she uh, poured that all over. Yeah. All over, all over her tits. tits, all over her tits and crotch and head. Uh, bumblebee all over my tits. Yeah. First spiders, now bumblebee. Um, Mermaid of the sea. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> chicken of the sea all over my oh, tits. Chicken of the sea. Chicken of the sea. Right, right, of the sea. Uh, um, yeah, their look was. Um, it was. It was really well thought out, and yeah. I don't know if it should have been on the bottom, but it made for a very interesting story. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly, uh, it made for an interesting story, uh, and I would have loved, or I would love to see what the full look was supposed to be. I'd love yeah. to see her put that on Instagram. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I, I I think we've covered everybody. Well, I mean. Who we missing? Louise and Landon. Oh, right. So Louise. Priscilla's oh. beer that's duct taped to her hand. Yeah. So Louisiana Estranja. Uh, <laughs> I loved it in that I just, I was like, look at you. This is different. This is weird. You're a pizza queen. You're a pizza bagel queen. I don't really care what you're wearing. Yeah, the slime was gross. The saran wrap. Yeah. It was like neon saran wrap. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then Landon, I just, again, this the, the concept of this was fabulous. Yeah, I agree. I just agree. like being wasted and killed by pollution. Mm-hmm. The, the complexity of Landon's looks always is, a you know, a step ahead of everybody else. What did Hollow say in the beginning of the episode? It's uh, it was like barbarian privilege. You have barbarian privilege. Yeah, because they were not cold. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And but, I feel like there's drag king privilege in the sense that you you can put a lot more on. Yeah. And you're not you don't have to worry about this hourglass silhouette. Yeah, you're bulking. Right? Yeah, and you yeah it's and a lot of times yeah yeah she's wearing a sort of bodysuit. It's that. Landon, I'd I'd love to sort of like see all the different like ways in which Landon does a body illusion. Like mm-hmm. I'm curious. That's new to me of like all the different things drag kings do. Like when I, it's silly, but when she said I've got my you know my breasts taped under my armpits, I was like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, wow. I guess that makes yeah. Of course you would. Yeah, like it was just kind of like I don't know all these things. That's cool. Um, but anyway, I hear you. There's there's definitely some advantage of being able to just put a bodysuit on. Uh, it's worth noting Queen Bitch Puddin' was looking fabulous. Oh, Mary, uh, a Mary of, of one's own. Yes, Bitch Pudding looked pudding. It's pudding. It's pudding. 
put inside her. Put it, yeah. <laughs> Land, yeah. Put inside her, yeah. <laughs> oh man, put inside her 2020. <laughs> put inside her 2020. That's who I'm voting for. These are my. Uh, uh, these are my queens. These are my winners. Um, my royalty. This is my royalty. Um, uh, so yeah, I thought that a bitch was a great judge. She was great. Yeah. She's she's just so great. There were some. I can't remember what she had said to someone that there was one thing that I was like, oh, it was something about I think telling one of the queens like it felt like you were holding back a little bit, or there was something, or it was just like really smart critique. Mm. Um, well, that's what I like about bitch is that she can do like the bits and like the jokey lines and can just be the trash queen, but then she can give like real oh, yeah. feedback. Well, because I mean, they're educated, smart, like performer, mm-hmm. done this for a while. Yeah. Ugh, bitch pudding. Bitch pudding. I love her. Um, and then do you know Felissa Rose? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. Because I, I, I was like, bye, Felissa. So you have not. No. So she is. It's actually kind of an amazing choice because she was in sleepaway camp. And that has a shocking, problematic ending. Oh. Do you know about... You? Nope. I think we were going to do it as a Matron once. I, do you want me to spoil it for you? Yeah. So Mary's listening. Um, fast forward 15 seconds. I'm going to spoil a movie from 1980 for you. Um, so Sleepaway Camp is like a slasher at a summer camp. And it turns out at the end that her character of Angela, this little girl, there's a whole backstory, but turns out she's actually a boy and we see her at the end naked on the beach with her penis hanging out holding some boy's head <gasps> and doing this like ha ah, it's like crazy thing so that's the big shock is Angela's actually a boy oh, wow. and so they, like in psycho it's he's the mother yeah it's a, it's it's but there's um I feel like the Gaylords of Darkness talked about this. I've heard other conversations where there's actually some interesting readings that this isn't as transphobic as it reads and is more about the effect of of trying to like um, make somebody their, the gender that they're not oh, sure. and force that. Oh, I see. It's so there's, product. yeah, because there's also like a whole thing about like, there's like a, uh, a positive gay subplot. Like we should do it as a Matreon. So okay. Sleepaway Camp is a great movie. It's okay. so twisted. Well, I know the ending now. But you know the ending, Got but it. it's actually better. You can watch it and kind of, and it has this oh, character of Judy. Uh, and she's got this, she's oh, right. the mean Like bitch. I'd really be caught at Judy's. Judy's but she has this great uh insult where she says oh Angela you're a carpenter's dream flat as a board and needs a screw <gasps> ouch come on Angela yeah wait Angela's the main character that was said that to okay. no that yeah Judy's some, the bitch yeah Judy. yeah Judy would be a bitch oh yeah. god and she yeah Judy Judy <laughs> Judge Judy, yeah, Judy Garland, Judy Garland. Can't wait to see that movie. Oh, uh, all I've heard is that Renee's great. Okay, great. Yeah, I don't know how much of that is like Oscar buzz saying, "Oh, she's great." I like a lot of critics. Like, I feel like people who would be saying, "Oh, this performance is not good." They're she like, show, just, they, they show her throwing the brick in it. Um, I don't know if they did. They definitely showed when she bought Stonewall <laughs> and took over the place <laughs> and and became the nightly performer there. Painting rainbow in they, the back. They did they showed her doing that. Um yeah, there's this really beautiful scene, yeah, where and that's actually where she got the idea for the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow. When she wrote it. When she wrote it. <laughs> at 13. At 13 when she bought the stone wall. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Oh, oh yeah. Judy, I'm going to miss you most of all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh <laughs> 
Uh, all right, babies, let's get to work. We have all a right, lot of stuff to we do. got a lot of stuff to um, do, uh, honey. Um, so yeah, otherwise, yeah, we have the extermination challenge and the murder death scene that was, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I feel like yeah, this episode I was happy to see Priscilla finally get featured. I was happy to see her do well. I was happy to see her shine. I, again, I really want to see her move to top three. I was sorry to see hollow go but i guess my question to you would be if it wasn't hollow this week who would you be ready to see go not because i don't love her i know she's great tv uh and i'm like enjoying going to her shows but i think madeline's drag it's kind of like great yeah it it, i think that the longer that's that she continues to do well in the reality tv side of things but kind of be a B plus mm. at best in their competition. It's like that is entertaining for a while. Then it, the further you get along, the more it's like, okay, like this isn't right. Yeah. You know? uh, so yeah, I would say either Madeline or well, this is going to be problematic uh, or Eva. Oh, you know what? I, I could agree with you on that one. I'm as of right now, I am not, I don't think she's as gonna go to the end. Blown away by her as I thought I was gonna be. Watch, watch her win. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, well, well. Let's go back to what's that? Like the- Putin also. We like we're like all of a sudden like had a renaissance in the middle of the yep. competition. But like thinking about that theory that the past two seasons, the the winner of the season won one of the first three challenges. Mm-hmm. So that means Landon, Landon Eva, and Dahlia. And Dahlia. Um, I um. I, I mean, right now, I think that Landon stands to to win this thing. Sure. I don't see Landon faltering. No. I think Landon is almost guaranteed top three. Okay. I think they love Landon. Yeah. I think that they'd be silly to not have a drag king in the top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could see Landon not winning in the same way that Victoria didn't because she didn't bring the drama. Mm, um, right. You know, I and think... slept with Dolly. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Then there was that, you know. It's none of your fucking business. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, why don't you pick me? What's none of your fucking business? Speaking of Delta work, Darian Lake, uh, Delta Lake. Oh, weird. Just got a text. Um, Mm. Delta Lake. Yeah, Delta Lake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Delta. Darian work. Darian work. (laughs) Darian work. We're just uh, spitballing right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think uh, my top three now uh, is going to be Landon. Uh, Priscilla and Dahlia. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I see Eva yet. I think I think next week Eva's gonna have her come up and maybe Maddie will go home. Maybe you know maybe 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 Louise this time. You know because we haven't said that Louise is making the top three. I have not seen Louise in the top three. Yeah. Um. It it's gonna be a tough day when she goes. And I really think that like I think the Boulets love her. Mm. And I think that they just wanted to stay in this competition i do you can tell that they just they it what it reminds me of is rupaul with kimchi where kimchi had shortcomings that other queens would be sent home for but rupaul fucking loved kimchi so it's like you just need to work on that walk other queens would not make it halfway down the runway with a bad walk yeah but when but they but rue saw like yeah but your drag is next level so like i'm not stupid i see what's important and i think it's the same thing with louisiana is like you are a legendary queen we can't read you because your silhouette isn't bigger, right? Because you you know what you're doing in a way better than some of these other per, per, these other performers, you know? Yeah. Like I don't know. 
I it makes me think of Madeline saying like I told you like don't embarrass me. I think they will. It's like Nina West. They were never going to embarrass Nina West. They're not going to embarrass Louisiana Purchase. Okay, that's all I need to hear. Yeah, that's all I need to hear. Done with grace. Or as much filthy grace as possible. Exactly, and this is, of course, more a hope than a wish than a, than a than a prediction. But I just do I do think that you can tell there are certain performers they're not gonna make a fool of. You know, um, Ivy Winters. They were never gonna make a fool of her because she just didn't deserve it. Uh, I don't know. There's ones like that. Well, Marys, we are going to leave our episode there. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any thoughts, you can reach out to us on Twitter at Alright Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, if you want, I'm on Instagram at Johnny Also. You can hear more of me on my podcast, In the Details, a celebration of nuance. And you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore, and you can get more of both of us at patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. Now's a great time because we are just getting uh, knee deep, thigh deep. I love this thigh. I love this leg. <laughs> I love this leg. Juliette Lewis. Uh, I'm doing uh, Oprah. I love this, this leg. leg. <laughs> what's what's the line from? Uh, um, I, oh, oh, no. I love I'm, this show. I, I, and then I'm thinking of I love this woman, but it's not. It's, oh, God, not this, this woman. This leg. Yeah, this woman. This that's, leg. That's from the Poseidon, the Poseidon Adventure. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, all of that that's to say. Ellen. That's my Ellen. <laughs> anyway. Um by Segway DeGeneres uh, we are getting thigh deep into All Right Scary and so um, and uh, now is also a great time to become a Matreon because that also means you will be getting early access every week to our recaps of Drag Race UK that's right uh, Drag Race UK is being distributed digitally uh, a week before it airs on Logo so we will be in line with the digital distribution. Uh, and if you are not a Matreon, you'll get it with the logo distribution. Yeah. Um, so if you want those episodes faster, you know, sign up for Matreon. Not only are you getting Drag Race UK, Dragula recaps, but we're also continuing All Right Scary. Yep. With some really great movies coming up. We have uh, Death Weekend or House by the Lake. With Brenda Vaccaro. Brenda Vaccaro. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we're going to be talking about all of the Winona Ryder and Barbara Hershey scenes in Black Swan. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. It's yeah. It's going to be, it's definitely not going to be garbage. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be something. Uh, it's going to be so, so pirouette pink. on over. It's going to gonna be so pink, so pretty. <laughs> yeah. What's that from? That's from Black Swan. Oh, is it? Oh. Pink, mm. pretty. She's talking about the cantaloupe. Oh, 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 sure, sure, sure. Or, or the grapefruit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, if you want all of that, patreon.com backslash. All right, Mary. Yes. We would love your support. We are continuing to do all of these things to 
to just keep the content out there because we want it to be out there. Uh, so your support helps us keep going. It really does keep the lights on at All Right, Mary. Yeah. Uh, we wouldn't have opportunities like the interview with Simon Doonan or plenty of the other kings and queens that we've had on the show uh, if we weren't allowed to, you know, take off a day of work and, yeah. and do all of that. So yeah. we're trying, Mary. Yeah. Uh, and we I'm trying, Mary. I'm trying. trying. Uh, we appreciate all your support. So thanks to those that are already Matreons. Uh, but if you're not yet a Matreon, try it out for a month or to see what happens yeah what's the worst that can happen you have a great time <laughs> <laughs> you enjoy it Ugh. threaten me with a good time oh mary's uh anyway anyway uh, we have a last chance lip sync we always do this- uh, god complex was supposed to bring a last chance lip sync today uh and that'll be postponed yeah but in the meantime colin why don't you tell him what this one this week's is about well i think this week's lip sync is terribly terribly appropriate uh all things considered uh so of course we leave you with no further comment with kate bush bush kate bush and this woman's work Make it go.